Our psalm this morning is Psalm 92, verses 12 through 13, or 12 through 15. In the Old Testament, that's page 549. Psalm 92, beginning of verse 12. The righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. In old age, they still produce fruit. They are always green and full of sap, showing that the Lord is upright. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in him. And I will read the New Testament scripture in a moment. So we are continuing through our series in, uh, called For the Love of Family, and I've been really excited to go through this. We've talked about the importance of mothers and of fathers. We've talked about the importance of children and adolescents. Um, but if you've been asking yourself, well, what about grandparents? Let's give it up for grandparents, huh? Yeah. We're trying to become an intentional, intergenerational, intercultural church. Now, that doesn't mean that we just tolerate other generations and other cultures. Intercultural, intergenerational means that we have an appreciation for, we value the other, and that's important. Young people need to value our elders. Elders need to value our young people. We all need to value each other because without the other, we are not whole. We need everybody to be whole, and that's what's exciting about, I think, frankly, our church. We are working to do that. Many churches focus on one generation, one culture, and they kind of stick to that. We're, as I say, I've said many times, we are healthfully mixed up, and I want to continue to work towards that. Um, so let's talk about grandparents in the family and in the church. How many grandparents do we have here today? Oops, I'll put my hand down. Jake, why do you have your hand up? <laughs> okay. Um, so what's the value of grandparents? What are we talking about when we look at grandparents? Why do we value? And uh, if we had a little more time, I'd probably come out and ask some of you, what do you love about your grandparents? But I'm going to say a few uh, comments here. First, grandparents have wisdom. Um, they have wisdom because they have lived a good long life and they know stuff that we who are younger don't know yet. They've experienced things uh, that we haven't experienced. You know that old saying, um, wisdom to good, make good decisions comes from experience and experience comes from making bad decisions, right? Are we losing people here? Did I say something bad? Okay, um, I think that they're going to go downstairs and actually uh, share some of their stuff with the Hispanic ministry. So that's part of our attempt to work towards interculturalism. So I'm excited to have them do that. Um, so wisdom comes uh, to make good decisions comes from experience, and experience comes from making bad decisions. Do I hear an amen? amen. All right. Um, but the truly wise learn from the experiences of others. So we don't have to experience those things. We learn from others, and so we speak to others and learn. Um, so ask our grandparents' advice. 
Those of you that are younger that have grandparents, uh, look to them, speak to them, tell me about your experience, talk to me. Uh, and this moves to the second thing, that, that there's stories. I love talking to older members, um, people who have been around a little longer than me, to hear their stories. Um, one of the things I love to do when I go to visit people is just to sit down and say, well, tell me about your experience growing up. Tell me what life was like back when you were in high school, back when you went through college. Um, it's just great to be able to do that and hear some of their stories. So listen. Uh, since I've come to First Presbyterian Church, I've heard so many different stories, and some of the stories have to do with our church. And one of my favorite stories is the one, and I've shared it a little bit before, but the fact that we talked about moving out of the downtown area. In fact, our leaders voted to, to sell this property and move out. There used to be, I think, 15 to 20 churches in this little neighborhood right here. San, uh, Civic Center Drive used to be called Church Street. There were so many churches down here. But once the urban plight started to happen, urban flight started to happen, churches moved out. And that's why, for example, across the street where Jack in the Box, uh, behind Jack in the Box, there's an empty church building. Churches moved into the suburbs. And this church, uh, the session took a vote to move. They were going to sell the property and they were going to move out to the suburbs like all the other churches. And then a group of a small group on session wrote what was called the minority report. And they said, no, if we leave, where will the light of Christ be in downtown Santa Ana? And so they and they came and they presented their paper to the session and a new vote was taken and they voted to stay. The minority report became the majority report. We are here because of that decision to stay in downtown and be a light of Christ in the city center. That's why we're here. And those sorts of stories inform who we are and our core um, values, and they should inform where we go from here. We're here to be a light for Christ in downtown. So how does that affect who we are to become? Um, so I'm excited about stories when I hear stories like that. And the third area that, that the value that uh, grandparents bring is a love, a certain kind of love that only grandparents have. I mean, how many of you remember just loving your grandparents and maybe not so much your actual parents, right? It seems like it's every other generation, right? Um, <laughs> my daughter's smiling right now. Uh, <laughs> But that's kind of normal that your grandparents, because they don't have to be such strong disciplinarians, they can kind of kick back and just love you and support you. And then they, they hand you back to mom and dad. And mom and dad have to handle it, right? So, um, and it's, it's just great to see a grandparent's love. Uh, my sister is a fairly new grandmother herself. And I gave her a call the other day and I said, you know, Lori, I was um, walking through the park the other day and I noticed there was a group of kids all playing. Now, I know none of the parents that are here are gonna be like this, but so I'll, I'll say this. But I said, I noticed a bunch of kids were playing and two of them had parents there and one had a grandparent. And the grandparent was sitting in the sand playing with the kids with a bucket and having a good time. The parents were sitting on benches looking at their cell phones. Wow. And I thought, 
grandparents are just so much more present. Parents are tired, let's face it. And I understand that, I get that. And again, like I said, um, with parents who have, moms especially who have kids between zero and five, you get, you get a break on everything I say. Um, just forget everything I say and wait until your, the, the kids are a little older. Um, but I remember that with my own grandmother. I just loved it when she'd come by because she'd engage with me. She'd play with me. Uh, I know she didn't particularly love, I mean, if you'd asked her in the morning, hey, do you want to play checkers today? She'd probably go, well, not really, but she'd play with me because she loved me. And that's, that's the kind of love that grandparents give. And I think it's really one of the best expressions of agape love, the kind of love that we have from God uh, that we get from our grandparents. So that's the value in grandparents in both the life of a family as well as the life of the church. But there's some responsibilities that grandparents bear. Um, the first, what Scott read from Isaiah 46, even in old age, even when you turn gray, God continues to carry you. Do not lose faith. Do not lose heart. This is your testimony to your whole family, to your church. So grandparents, don't lose faith. Keep your hope in Jesus Christ. Keep your love in God. He continues to carry you. And as you put your hope in God, that is a testimony to your kids and to your grandkids. So continue to do that. Secondly, what I read from, what I read from Psalm 92, uh, they are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of God. In old age, they still produce fruit. They are full of sap. Did you get that? <laughs> I know you're going to go to uh, brunch today, and you're going to say, the pastor said we're full of sap today. That's what the Bible says. They're always green and full of sap. Sap just means you're full of life. And that's an awesome thing. So um, your responsibility is to continue to bear fruit. Now, I've checked the Hebrew, I've checked the Greek, and the word retire is not in the Bible. So even though you retire from your employment, from your job, you do not retire from continuing the work of Jesus Christ in your life. Um, you continue to give and you continue to produce fruit. Um, in fact, it might be easier to do those things after you retire from your work. Now, from 2 Timothy chapter... 1, verses 3 through 5. Listen to this. Paul writes to um, his young protege, Timothy, I am grateful to God whom I worship with a clear conscience as my ancestors did when I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day, recalling your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois, and your mother Eunice, and now, I am sure, lives in you. Later, Paul writes in chapter 3, But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have known the sacred writings that are able to instruct you for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. Grandmother Lois. 
Mother Eunice instructed Timothy as a boy, and he came to faith because of them. One of the responsibilities of grandparents is to share faith with their grandchildren, speak to them often. And in fact, I think this is the legacy that grandparents can leave. First of all, their faith. Talk about it often. Quote scripture to them. When you talk to your grandkids, look at them and say, look, I read this this morning. It's powerful. I want you to hear it. Read to them. Tell them what your favorite scriptures are. You know, I meet with families at memorial services or before memorial services, and I'll say, did your mom or dad have a favorite scripture? People look at me blankly. I don't know. We'll go look at the Bible and see which one's underlined the most. Which verses? You should let your kids and your grandkids know what your favorite verses are. They should know. They should be able to say, ah, I know. Margaret Lehman, judge not that you be not judged. That's Margaret Lehman's favorite verse she told me and she's told anybody that will listen. So um, do your kids know your favorite um, passages? Share those verses and passages often. They may not respond. They may look at you blankly and say, whatever, uh, but they won't forget. They'll remember, I promise you. And a person's faith reaches beyond this present time. Secondly, first, talk about your faith. Secondly, keep your priorities straight. Think about your future hope. Keep your eyes on the prize, as uh, Scripture tells us. Remember, your home is in, with God for eternity. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we learned of the death of one of our members, Danny Van Tatenhoek. Um, she moved away after her husband died about um, 10 years ago to, to Northern California. Um, dear lady, continued to give to the church even though she lived uh, many miles away. And um, we just learned this past week that the church was named in her will. And so, um, you know, for a church, we're happy to hear that. But for me, I think this is a testimony to her children and her grandchildren to let them know where her priorities were, that she it believed in investing in the kingdom of God and in the work of God in this particular church and throughout the world and how important that is. So continue to think about the future and keep your priorities straight. And finally, leave stories. Show your love for your family. Um, continue to tell them about their past, their ancestry, their, um, where you all come from. That's important stuff. I have a couple packets here. Um, this one my kids got at Christmas time, and this one my kids got on our last trip to my mom's place. This has stories in it. My, my mom uh, made copies of a book of stories that my great-grandfather wrote in 1872. And she wrote them, or he wrote them for my mom, his granddaughter. And um, they're typed. <laughs> it's a little book. But my mom made copies to give to my kids and her other grandkids so that they could have that legacy, um, those stories. Now, this came at Christmas time. I'm pretty sure that my kids did exactly what I did when I was their age, looked for the check, and <laughs> put this in the closet. 
But, sorry, honey. I'm sure you read through it. And then this one that came, um, she has pictures of uh, her grandfather and stories and uh, all kinds of little things, poems um, from her parents, grandparents, and from herself. Those are gifts you can give to your grandkids. And I would encourage you, if you have any writings, or if you don't, maybe write something so you can give to them. Tell them your stories. Write your stories down so that they can look back at it someday and go, oh, wow, I had no idea my grandmother had to do this or that. Um, you have a little time in retirement, so do it. Um, at some point, I believe my kids are going to look at these and appreciate them more and read them and realize what they come from. So um, to finish up, grandparents are an important part of the life of a family and an important part of the life of the church. So retirees, I want you to keep the faith, stay strong in your faith, continue to bear fruit, and leave a legacy of faith and hope and love.